Praise the Lord, everyone. It's good to be in the house of the Lord again tonight. The Psalms says in Psalms 42, As the deer or as the heart pant for the water brook, so my soul longeth after thee, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears has been my meat night and day. Why they continue to say unto me, Where is that God? When I remember these things, he said, I pour out my heart within me. For I went with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God. With the voice of joy and praise. With the multitude that kept holy day. He says, why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God? I should yet praise him who is the help. Who is my help in my continence. He says, oh my God, my soul is cast down. He goes on and he says, when I remember these things, I remember thee from the land of Jordan and from the Hermonites and from the hill Mizar. He says, deep, call it upon deep at the noise of thy water spot. All thy billows and waves has gone over me. He said, but the Lord will command his love and kindness in the morning and in the night his song shall be with me and I will direct my prayers unto the God of my life. And he says, I will say unto God, why have you forgotten me? Why I go mourning because of the oppression of my enemies as a sword in my bones while my enemy reproached me daily saying, where is your God? He says, why are thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God? I should yet praise him who is the health of my countenance. And my God, what a promise. Amen. No matter what we go through, no matter what we face, amen, we can still trust in God. Amen. And that's why he wrote that song. As the deer panted for the water, so my soul longeth after thee. You alone are my heart's desire, and I long to worship Thee. As the deer panted for the water, so my soul longeth after Thee. You alone are my heart's desire, and I long to worship Thee. You alone are my strength, my shield. To You alone May my spirit yield. You alone are my heart's desire, and I long to worship Thee. As the deer panted for the water, so my soul longeth after thee. 
You alone are my heart's desire, and I long to worship Thee. You alone are my strength, my shield. To you alone may my spirit yield. You alone are my heart's desire, and I long to worship thee. You alone are my strength, my shield. To you alone may my spirit yield. You alone are my heart's desire, and I long to worship thee. Father, we come into your presence tonight again with thanksgiving, O God. We enter your courts with praise, O God. We know that there is none like you, Father. You are the glory and you are the lifter up of our heads tonight, O God. And I call upon you, God, for your help. You are the help of our continents, O God. You are our God and you are God alone, Jesus. And I pray for my brothers and sisters tonight, O God. I pray that you would continue to touch, O oh God, uh, that you would continue to reach down as only you can reach, O oh God. Uh, you are the great I am, the way here. You are the door, God, and I ask that you touch tonight, Lord. I pray for my pastor tonight, Lord, and his wife. I pray that you would touch them, Lord God, right now. Let your wholeness flow, God, I pray. They need a touch, Father. I pray that you touch them, Lord God. You heal, Lord God. You was wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquity, God, and the chastisement of our peace is upon you, and with your stripes we are healed oh god i'm asking you dear god right now to be with my sister oh god i pray lord jesus and the family lord god that you would continue to touch them right now god that you would minister lord god in this time of bereavement oh god i'm asking you to reach down oh god upon our household tonight lord touch them tonight oh god i pray lord as only you can jesus minister lord right now God, I pray, Lord, that you bind the enemy in the name of the Lord Jesus. God, I pray for Brother Mike Portman for holding his, oh God, in his leg. Touch him tonight, Lord. Touch Brother Roy Grant. I pray for Brother John Grant tonight, Lord. Touch you would touch them, Lord Jesus. I pray for Ryan, oh God, Butterfield tonight, Lord, that you would touch Sister Bridget, her husband, her family, Lord God, that you would reach down, oh God. Touch Sister Sue tonight, Lord God, and her children, oh God, her family, Lord. 
minister to them. Oh, God, I pray right now. I know you can, Jesus. Touch over fresh and anew. Oh, God, I pray, Lord, for Brother Lassiter, Lord, that you would bind this disease in his body, God, that you would heal, Lord. I pray that you will move mightily, Lord. I pray for my daughter that you would touch the pain, oh, God, this toothache problem, oh, God. I pray that you touch her, Lord, heal her, strengthen her, oh, God. Those that is battling headache and pain, oh, God, migraines, I pray that you would touch this situation, these circumstances, our nation, God, the division that is going on in our nation, oh, God. I pray that you root out all wickedness and all lever of the land, oh, God. You said if your people which are called by your name would humble themselves and pray and seek your face and turn from their wicked ways that you would hear from heaven, forgive us of our sins and heal this land, oh God. We need your healing in this land tonight, God. We need your wholeness. We need restoration, Father. We need reconciliation, Jesus, to you first and foremost, uh, and to every life, oh God. Touch every home, every circumstance, uh, every situation, oh God. Uh, I pray that you move mightily, Lord God, right now. And to the households of your people, touch my dear friend, Phil Tolstad, Lord God, and Tawala, Lord, touch them today. Touch their children today. God, I bind this coronavirus in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm asking you, God, to send it back to the pits of hell from whence it came. Let your will be done, O God. Have mercy, O God, I pray, Jesus. Throughout the land, oh God, touches over afresh and anew, God. You are able, Jesus. You are able, Jesus. Oh God, have a way. Make a way where there seems to be no way, Jesus. Let wholeness flow. Oh God. Oh God, we need you, Lord. We need you, Lord. We need you, Jesus. In the name of the Lord God Almighty, I will bless the Lord at all times. Your praise will always be in my mouth, O God. Let the glory of the Lord rise upon us. Let the praises of the King be upon us. O God, you said if two or three are gathered in your name, there you are in the midst of us. You said if two agree on earth is touching anything in the name of the Lord, that it will be done, God, and we agree tonight uh, that your perfect will will be accomplished, uh, that your perfect will will be done. Uh, we look to you, God, as the author and the finish of our faith. Uh, we look to you, Jesus. Uh, we come boldly to the throne of grace uh, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help it right now in this time of need, Jesus. Uh, we need you, Lord. We need you, Lord. We need you, Lord. Uh, come by here, oh God. Uh, someone needs you, Lord God. Come by here. Uh, someone is praying, Jesus. Come by here, Lord. Uh, deliver God. Uh, restore God. Uh, set the captives free, oh God. Come by here, God. Uh, we need you, Lord. We need you in this city. Uh, we need you in this state. We need you in this land. Uh, we need you in this nation, oh 
God. Others may not desire you, God, but we need you. We need your protection. We need your safety. We need your strength. We need your righteousness, your holiness, your purity, O God. We need your love and joy in the morning, O God. We need you right now, O God. We need a brand new touch, O God. Open up the floodgates of heaven. Shower us with your spirit, your power. If you don't do it, God, we can't make it. Oh, God, we need you tonight. We need you, Lord God. We need you, Jesus. Be exalted, oh God. Be exalted, oh God. Let the heavens declare the glory of the Lord. Let the firmament show your handy works. We need you, Jesus, right now, God. We need you, Lord. We need you, Lord. We need you, Lord. Oh, God, have mercy. Have mercy. Have mercy, oh, God. Have mercy, oh, God. Have mercy, oh, God. Have mercy, oh, God. Let me walk in your light and that gospel light, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Sweep over my soul, sweep over my soul, sweet spirit, sweep over my soul, my rest is complete. While I sit at your feet, sweet spirit, sweep over my soul, sweep over my soul, sweep over my soul, sweet spirit, sweep over my soul, my rest is complete while I sit at your feet. Sweet Spirit, sweep over my soul. Sweep over my soul. Sweep over my soul. Sweet Spirit. Sweep over my soul. My rest is complete while I sit 
at your feet, sweet spirit, sweep over my soul. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thou art worthy, O God, to receive glory, to receive honor, to receive praise. For Thou, O Lord, are God and God alone. Thou art our refuge and our strength. You are very present help in trouble. We will not fear, though the earth be moved, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. Though the waters there be trouble, and the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. There is a river, the stream that shall make glad the cities of God. The tabernacle of the Most High, the holy place, God. You will help us, Lord, in that right early. Thank you, Jesus. I will bless the Lord. I will praise the Lord. I will sing of his mercy of the Lord forever. With my mouth will I make known thy faithfulness to all generations. Mercy is built up forever, O God. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Oh, what a God we serve. What an awesome, awesome. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom. Stom power and love, our God is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power and love. Our God is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and Love our God is an awesome God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for your awesomeness, O God. Thank God for the blood of the righteous Lamb of God. Thank you, Jesus, for strengthening us, O God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for giving us strength, O oh God, 
as we worship you as our hearts are filled with praise. Thank you, Jesus, again today. Uh, bless your name, God. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. What a wonderful power and love and might he is. Amen. said, I wasn't going to tell nobody, but I couldn't keep it to myself. What the Lord has done for me. You ought to have been there when he saved my soul. You ought to have been there when he wrote my name on the heavenly roll and I start walking, start talking, start singing, start shouting what the Lord has done for me. Amen. Praise God. It's good to be in the house of the Lord again tonight. I want to get right into our study tonight. Amen. Praise God. Just don't ever stop worshiping God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. We're talking about a recall to self. A recall to self. Now, you know the district theme uh, this year is also recall. Recall. Amen. When we think of recall, amen, you, 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 maybe you've gotten a letter in the mail recalling your car in times past. You know, when the Dakota airbag system went haywire, everybody that had a Toyota product was get their uh, Japanese product or that airbags. A lot of cars were being recalled to replace or to refix that, you know, uh, uh, airbag system in the car. You know, we get recalls if we buy appliances sometimes. You know, you may get a letter in the mail that that appliance that you bought has an effect and they want want to bring it back, amen, to, or send someone out to your homes to have it fixed. Uh, sometimes they recall food. Sometimes they recall medication. You know, a lot of things uh, get recall. You know, some people buy animals and wish they could be recalled. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> I just miss this. <laughs> Amen. But, but, but they, there is a recall. Amen. And, and it's important, uh, that, you know, when we get these recalls, I can remember in the military, you know, in the late hours of the night, we used to get recalls. Uh, they would call us up in the middle of the night and tell us to report uh, into our units. They wanted to have accountability to make sure, especially if they had gotten a, a message that a soldier was killed or a soldier was missing and they could not identify it, they would do a recall. Amen. And that, that recall was to give accountability to find out, okay, do you have all your units, you know, uh, people in your unit? You know, have you looked in their eyes? Do you, you really, uh, are they all there? And they was trying to identify. And that's a lot of times when you have these recalls is to take a closer look. Amen. To try to fix the problem, fix the situation. So Paul writes into the church at Corinth here in the second Corinthians chapter 5, 13 verse 5. Paul says, examine yourselves whether you be in the faith. He says, prove your own selves. Know you not your own selves, how that Jesus Christ is in you, except you be a reprobate. Notice. He says, examine yourself whether you be in the faith. These words are to be considered in connection with 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 3, where Paul states, since you seek proof of Christ speaking in me, 
which to you words is not weak, but is mighty in you. He directs them to self-examination, to look within themselves, to try, to prove, to recognize their own souls. For if things were right, they would find proof of Christ speaking in him to them. Paul advised them to examine the state of their own souls and see whether they were in the faith, whether in the doctrine of the faith, amen, having a spiritual and experimental knowledge of it, true love and affection for it, and hearty experience, knowledge of this truth, amen, and belief in it, having felt the power of it upon their souls and aboded in it. Another reason Paul calls for the Christians to examine themselves is there's always an occasion to be deceived. Amen. And we will we'll talk a little bit about that in a minute. As some folks have already been deceived and departed from the faith. Amen. Paul wanted the church to institute a strict and impartial examination of themselves to ascertain whether they had not been deceived. Self-examination, however, is never unimportant or useless for Christians, and its exaltation to do it is always in place. Every Christian should be often prompt from within to examine the foundation of their hope in eternal life and salvation in Christ. So during this lesson, we will do a recall to ourselves to see if we have strayed or is straying away from the faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. So we need to do an examination. If we find ourselves never able to seem to get over the hurdle, if we find ourselves never seem to be on the victory side, we need to examine ourselves. We need to take a closer look to see if we are straying away from the faith. We need to be able to go forward. Amen. We need to move on to perfection. And in order to do that, I've got to examine myself. When I wake up in the morning, when I'm reading the Word of God, when I'm doing devotions, when I'm studying and I hear God's Word, if I go to church and I hear preaching, if I'm just sitting uh, at home listening and somebody else preach or somebody else teach. Uh, when the Word of God is preached or taught, I need to examine myself. I need to look and say, is what they preaching or what they're teaching truth? And if it is, am I doing what it's supposed to be? I'm supposed to be doing. See, I've got to examine me. You know, I, I've got to have a standard for myself that is higher than what other people set for me. The golden rule shall always be in operation in our lives. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. You see, it's easy to judge someone else and to point out someone else's flaws and character flaws or discrepancies. But what about ourselves? Oftentimes, we're not tough on ourselves. We should be tough on ourselves to make sure that we are doing what is right. If I judge someone else based on righteousness, what yardstick am I using? If Scripture tells me in Isaiah 64.4 that all my righteousness is as filthy rags, then can I use that as a measuring stick to judge someone else's righteousness? If my righteousness is filthy, can I use that to judge you? So I've got to use the word of God. 
for righteousness. And so to use that, I've got to live it. This is what James says. I can't just look into the perfect law and liberty and not continue in there. See, if I look into the word of God and study the word of God, I've got to live what it's telling me to do. See, that's why I have to examine myself. You know, if things creeps up. You know, you wonder sometimes why you have evil thoughts. Sometimes things just pop up. You get mad. You get angry sometimes. A lot of it is because you're not examining yourself. Because if you examine yourself enough, you'll see what makes you angry. You'll see where the shortcomings are. You'll see the breaches. You'll see the opening in your life, and it helps you to plug it. Uh, It'll help you get it right so that you are right. See, you want to be right. See, you've got to have a, as a Christian, you've got to have a high standard for yourself. Now, I, I, I remember people used to say, oh, they want you to do those standards. You know, they will tell you, you can't do this, you can't do that. You do anything you want. Nobody holding a gun to your head. You can do anything you want. You have to get to a relationship with Jesus Christ for yourself to where you set yourself a standard and a line of where you say, I will not cross. See, because when you study God's word, which is the most highest standard there is, and you start living it, what we ask you to do down here is nothing compared to what he wants. Because he says separate yourself. See? So you've got to be set apart. To be holy is to be set apart, to be consecrated, to be pure for Jesus Christ. He's coming back for a church without what? Spot and blameless. So I have to examine myself. See? I, I, I can't be deceived. That's why Paul told the church at Colossus in the second chapter, he says, Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after tradition of men, after the rudiments of this world, and not after Christ. For in him dwell all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you're complete in him, which is the head of all principalities and powers. See, so to be complete is to be fulfilled, to be satisfied. Amen. To be, to be ready to be used at any moment by God. If God told Satan, have you considered my servant Barb? <laughs> would, would you be ready for his attack? You know, notice what God asked Satan. And you can say, where you been, Satan? He said, oh, I've been to and fro the earth. He said, well, did you consider my servant Job? There's none like him in all the earth. If God Could God say that about you and I? You know, we should be able to say, yeah, turn him loose. Because you know your relationship with God is intact. Because you've been examining yourself. You've been preparing yourself. You've been building the breach. You know, we, you, you remember the story of the three pigs? <laughs> the third one did what? He built his house out of bricks. Because he anticipated the wolf. 
See, the first two just went nonchalantly and um, get some straw, get some sticks. And isn't it amazing? Jesus kind of tells the same story, doesn't he? That's about building a house on the rock and on the sand. See, we, we've got to examine ourselves to find out, you know, those flaws. When I read the Word of God, when I study the Word of God, I've got to make sure that I'm living it. If all of a sudden I'm reading through and I go, whoa, I don't think I'm doing that. I need to adjust right then. I have to right then says, okay, that's a, God just showed me a shortcoming in my life and I need to adjust. Because if I don't do it right then, you know what's going to happen? What did James say? I'm going to walk away and forget what man of man I was. And see, and I carry it with me. So see, it's easy if we're not careful to be deceived. See, to go away from truth is, is, is almost like somebody that backslides. It's not a big jump that you backslide. It's a gradual thing. It's gradualism. Little steps, little steps, little steps. You know, you let this slip, you let that slip, and pretty soon you slip. Okay? That's why you got to examine yourself. Every time you feel like not coming to church, you know what you need to do? Examine yourself. So why? Why? I know the pandemic has got people, you know, you know, certain situations and circumstances. I understand all that. But if, we're, if it was not a pandemic and you start thinking, I don't want to go to church, those are indicators. I don't want to pray. Those are indicators. I don't want to wash people's feet at the wash night service. Those are indicators. I don't want to take communion. Those are indicators that something isn't right because you're getting away from the word of God. See, so we have to examine ourselves to make sure that we're in the faith. See, we got the first act in that hope that is in us. This is what God is looking for. Amen. Notice what Paul says to the church of Philippi in Philippians 2, verse 12 through verse 16. Philippians 2, verse 12 through verse 16. He says, Wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. Do all things without murmuring and disputing, that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world, holding forth the word of life, that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain, neither labored, in vain. Amen. So notice what Paul says. He says, you've got to work out your own salvation. I can't save you. You have to do it yourself. The only thing I can do is teach you the word of God. But when it comes down to eternal salvation, 
being ready for the coming of the Lord, you're going to have to work that out by studying God's Word, getting into it, living it, and doing it. And that's why you've got to examine yourself to see if you in align with this Word of God. I can't be at your house at night. I can't be with you everywhere you go. You have to get to a part that where you know that's wrong, that's right. I don't go there. I don't do that. Based on the Word of God. See, you have to look at you. You have to examine yourself. You have to ask yourself tough questions. Why did I do that? Why did I say that? You know, why did I think that? See, those are all indicators that something could be wrong. You don't want to be deceived. It's easy occasion for deception to sneak in. Notice what Paul says in 2 Corinthians 11.3. 2 Corinthians 11, verse 3. But I fear lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtility, so your mind should be corrupt from the simplicity that is in Christ. See, she was deceived. And when the, when Jesus asked Eve the question in Genesis 3, 11, he says, what have you done? What did she say? Huh? You remember what she said in Genesis 3.11? The serpent did what? He beguiled me. He tricked me. He deceived me. He lied to me. See? Do you know, if you follow today, notice, it's easy. Satan knows you're a Christian. You know that? So where do you think he's going to attack you at? And your Christianity. He's going to attack you with the word of God. He's going to twist it. See? That's, that's what he's going to do. He's going to make things seem like this is okay, but not, not that. Today, you can go to the store and you can buy all kinds of Bibles. They, they constantly change in. Everybody now have their own study Bible. Think about it. So if I write a study Bible, what do you think my study Bible is going to be about? Huh? What do you think it's going to be about? If I write a study Bible, what do you think, what direction do you think I'm going to go? No, huh? My perspective. It's going to be my perspective, what I believe, what I have been taught. Amen. And how I feel the scriptures relate to me and 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 my my salvation. So if I'm one as apostolic, then my my study Bible is going to be leaning that direction. If I believe in the Trinity and I write a study Bible, my direction is going to be that direction. See? And so it's easy you can see if it's Mormon or whatever. Muslim, whatever, it's going to be that direction. So Satan can easily now take all these directions and go, yeah, come on. 
you know, that's, they got to be right. They got to be wrong. You know, see, see how he, he uses it to cause division and, and dissension. See, Eve says, he, he beguiled me, he tricked me. Did he trick her? Or did she just fall for what he was saying? Yeah. See, that's that's how easy it is. See, if if I if I have the right pizzazz and the right mannerisms and the right tune and the right looks, you can persuade people. You can you you can persuade people to follow you the wrong way. See, you know, and people can start thinking, "Whoa, Pastor Parker is the greatest man. He's a great preacher. Wow, you know, I'm I like him. I, you know, you should hear him. You should hear." They don't know if I'm telling some half of them don't know if I'm preaching truth or not. You know. Because they never cracked the book. What I preach should be in line with this book. Because if not, you can be easily deceived. That's why you need to examine yourself. You know, you need to study to show yourself approved unto God, workmen that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the words of truth. See, you got to know the truth for yourself. This is why Paul said, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. You don't have, you don't understand, get wisdom. (laughs) You know, Jesus says, ask, it'll be given unto you. Seek, you shall find. Knock, the door will be opened unto you. So examine yourself. Prove your own self. Don't be like Eve and be deceived. Jesus even tell us that Paul even write to the church in the last days. He says many people are going to be deceived. You know, a few weeks ago, you know, what was everybody hollering? Jesus is coming. Hey, I believe he's coming. But what were they saying? These lights are going to get in line and this. He's got to come back. <laughs> Be not deceived. Jesus says when they says he's here, he's there. He said, "Don't believe him." He says because guess what? Same way you see me go up, you're gonna see me come back. <laughs> so don't be worried about this. <laughs> he says, he's, you know, he says in the morning the, the sky's red. He says it's gonna be fair weather, uh, bad weather. There's evening, you know, if the cloud is red and lorn, you're gonna have good weather, right? Red sky at night, sailors light. Red sky in the morning, sailors be worn. You ever heard that old saying? <laughs> Jesus says, look. He said, you can tell the times that way. Why can't you tell when I'm coming? See, you don't want to be deceived. You've got to stay right, amen, in where we're going and what we're doing and preparing ourselves for the coming of the Lord. So the first thing you want to start to examine yourself for is for the fruit of the Spirit. Amen. Jesus says in Matthew 7, amen, verse 18 through verse 20, amen, a good tree 
cannot bring forth evil fruit. Wow. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit. Neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is honed down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruit you shall know them. See, so your fruit is an example or an outward expression or or vision of what's inside of you. We know Galatians 5 tells us that the fruit of the Spirit is love, it is joy, it is peace, it is long-suffering, it is gentleness, it is goodness, it is faith, it is meekness, it is temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ's have crucified the flesh with his infections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vain glory, provoking one another and ending one another. Amen? So if we have the fruit of the Spirit. I have to examine myself. You see, when I am born again of the water and the Spirit, The fruit of God should be in operation inside of my life. This is why the Hebrews, I mean, the right of Hebrews 6 says, Beloved, I am persuaded of better things of you, things that accompany salvation. Amen. That that here, you know, you've got to understand, uh, when you're born again, evil didn't come with that. Anger did not come with that. Wrong motives did not come with that. Lying, cheating, did not come with that. See, so in our lives, what our character should be is the character traits of God, which is love, which is joy, which is peace, which is long-suffering or patience, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. These are the things that should be being revealed in us now. Because those are God's attributes. See? And, and so we have to examine ourselves constantly. How's my love? How's my relationship to others? Do I love God more than anything? Ask yourself. Examine yourself. Put yourself to the test. Yeah, what's the first commandment? You have no other gods before me. See, it's all about loving God now. Nothing, Paul says, should be able to separate you from the love of God. Nothing. If anything, if you are born again and anything can pull you away from God and his love, that you started acting like the world, then guess what? (laughs) You need to examine yourself. Your fruit is not growing. You're not connected somewhere into the vine. You've got to stay connected. That's why God must be first and foremost in everything that you do. If you don't have joy, ask yourself, examine yourself. Why don't I have joy? Why don't I get excited? Why don't I have a smile on my face? You know, all these things. That If you don't have joy, that's an indicator. 
That's an indicator that something is missing. How can I not have his fruit if I have his spirit? Why don't I have patience? Why can't I wait? What did James say about the the farmer? He plants the seed. Guess what? He's got to have patience now. He got to wait till it come up. He's got to wait till the blade pop through the ground. He's got to wait, you know, for the former and latter rain. You know, he's got to wait till God does what God is going to do. See? And so that's what you've got to learn. You've got to learn some patience in your life. It's amazing to me to know that Christians don't have any patience. Come on. Examine yourself. Say, why? Why don't I have patience? Why can't I wait? What did Jesus say? In your patience, do what? Possess your soul. Because if not, you're going to lose it. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Isaiah 40, 31, right? See, we've got to have patience. We've got to have joy. Excitement. Do you know how to motivate yourself? Do you know how to make yourself laugh? Just look in the mirror. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. All it requires, listen, all you got to do is make up your mind. Living for God is not hard. You just got to make up your mind. That's all it is. And say, I'm going to do what God's word says. I'm not, if you purpose in your heart, I'm not going to be sad. Guess what? You're not going to be sad. You'll be able to laugh. You'll be able to maintain your joy. I'm not saying things aren't going to come against you. I'm not going to say people ain't going to say things that's going to hurt you. Amen. I'm just saying it falls into your court. See, so you have to examine yourself for the fruit of the Spirit. Do I have God's love and operation in my life? Do I love God? Do I love my neighbor? Do I do unto others as they would have me to do unto them? Examine yourself. The spirit. Amen. That your life reflects the character and spirit of Christ. Amen. Look at Genesis 1, 13, I mean, 1, 11 through 13. Genesis chapter 1. In the creation. I like this passage. Of course, you know me. I like all the passages of this scripture. And God says, let the earth bring forth grass. That's where you came from. You came from the earth, right? So you're the earth. Now, if you don't believe me, you know, just read 1 Corinthians 15, you know. First man is the earth. He's earthy. Scripture says we bore the image of the earthy. <laughs> now we got to bear the image of the heavenly, right? <laughs> Amen. So let the earth do what? Bring forth grass. Grass is usually green, which means you're alive. The herb yield in seed and the fruit trees yield in fruit after their kind, whose seed is in itself 
upon the earth, and it was so. Amen. Notice here, verse 12. And the earth brought forth grass, and herb yielding seeds after his kind, and the tree yielding fruits, whose seed was in itself after its kind, his kind, and God saw that it was good. Amen. Verse 13. And the evening and the morning was the third day. So notice, the seed was in what? The fruit, and the fruit was where? In the seed. <laughs> the seed is in the fruit, and the fruit is in the seed. Say that with me. The seed is in the fruit, and the fruit is in the seed. <laughs> Amen. So, Amen. Amen. So if Christ is in you, amen, if the seed is in you, then the fruit is to be in you. And if the fruit is in you, the seed is in you. Paul says in Galatians 3, he said not seeds many, but seed, which is Christ. Galatians 3. So if Christ is in you, then the fruit has got to be in you. If the fruit is in you, then the seed has got to be in you. You can't divide it. And guess what? It's to bring forth after its kind, his kind. After his kind. <laughs> Amen. See, so if his seed is in me, then I have to produce like him. So now i got to examine myself. And I have to ask myself. I have to look at myself. Am I producing what I say that I am? That's why Jesus says you will know them by their fruit. You don't need a degree. <laughs> you know? So what's in you? If anger is in you, eh, nah, that's not of his seed. He, he, he doesn't bring that kind of stuff. See? Evil, division, lying, cheating, gossip, all that stuff. That ain't come from him. That's of the devil. See? So we have to ask ourselves, what seed is in us? What fruit is in us? Examine yourself. Get it out. Pull it up. Unroot it. Amen. I mean, Ephesians 5, verse 9. Ephesians 5, verse 9. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all what? Goodness and righteousness and truth. Notice, the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness. So anytime you do good, fruit's there, right? You do right, the fruit's there. You tell the truth, baby root, the fruit's there. Amen. It's, it's in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Because that is of God. Now notice what James says in James 3, verse 17 and 18. 
James chapter 3, verse 17 and verse 18. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure and is peaceable, is gentle and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and of good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace to them that make peace. See? How's your peace? You have a lot of peace? No peace? See, Christians are supposed to have all kinds of peace. Because your father is the prince of peace. <laughs> and he'll keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon him. Amen. See, so so we should be producing what we say is in us. The fruit is in the seed, and the seed is in the fruit. So you got to keep examining yourself for the right kind of fruit to be in you. Amen. We don't want to be deceived. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. So whatsoever things you sow, that shall you also reap here. Amen. Notice what Jesus says in Matthew 24, verse 23 through 27. Then if any man shall say to you, lo, I, I, I mentioned this early, but I feel to, to mention it again. Here is Christ, so there, believe it not, for there shall rise false Christs and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, and so much that if it were possible that they, that they shall deceive the very elect. Behold, I have told you before, wherefore, if they say to you, Behold, he is in the desert, go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chamber, believe it not. For as the lightning come out of the east and shineth even unto the west, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. Amen. So we have to be concerned with the deception process. See? So a little here, a little there of deception a little lying, a little not truth, can cause you to render you open to the enemy of your soul. See? So you have to make sure you're examining yourself constantly to see, am I being deceived? Am I being led astray? See, some people like to follow signs. Some people like to go after things that is glamorous and, ah, you know. So we have to be careful. That could be easily deception. You know, like the writer, uh, Paul writing to Timothy there in 2 Timothy 3, he says, you know, as Janus and James withstood Moses, so these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt mind, reprobates concerning the faith. See, you remember Janus and Jambres? They was the, the, the sirs that was throwing their stick in the ground, turning the snakes and doing all the things Moses was doing. See? So you don't follow signs. Signs follow you. See? Always remember that. 
signs follow you, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with no tongues. They shall take up serpents. They drink any daily things shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. See? So don't you go chasing up the signs. You, if you, the seed is in the fruit and the fruit's in the seed, people follow you because they know you're, you're the real deal. See? So, but you have to examine yourself, amen, to make sure that you are in the faith, amen. You have to examine yourself for grace. I got one minute, amen. And I'm not going to go there because we are not going to get through what I want to talk about, so we'll save that for next time. But anyhow, this recall process, and I feel that's what God is trying to do, is to try to get us back, amen, on track. So that we are on track. You remember in, in Jeremiah 18 when he sent Jeremiah down to the potter's house and he showed him that a potter was working a work on the on the potter's wheel and he said it had a mire uh, in it and so he made it over again. A vessel. Amen. Paul writing to Timothy in Second Timothy two, he says in every house there's not only earth and clay and vessels. You know he says, but if you purge yourself, you'll be a vessel of honor. Fit and meet for the master's use. Say, notice, you gotta purge yourself. In other words, you gotta get the flaws out. You've got to make up your mind. I'm not doing that. I'm not going there. I'm not living like that. I'm not living in fear. I'm not living in shame. I'm not living in, in a, in a way that doesn't reflect Christ in my life. Because if the fruit is in the seed and the seed is in the fruit, it should be seen. As Jesus says, you're known by the fruit. Amen. Praise God. All right. We're going to take a pause for the cause. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> From that. So don't forget this Sunday. Amen. We uh, have normal service times, prayer, 9 o'clock, 930 discipleship. And then 1030 is our worship service. Amen. Also, I, I'll try to get you the information for our midwinter camp south amen we'll be coming up i'll probably text you the information or either email you the information it's going to be an economy walk amen this year uh i guess speakers is da 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 right through my mind <laughs> anyhow i'll get that to you i'll have it for you i promise you i'll have it <laughs> amen be another good time another good time another good time Amen. So, anything else? Don't forget, the 23rd is our church annual business meeting. So, want to be here for that. Put that on your calendar, please. Amen. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. Tell your church members. Amen. All right. Praise God. Amen. Any other announcements? Amen. Father, we exalt you again today. Lord, again, we do thank you. We do praise you. We do honor you for all your goodness to us, oh God. And I pray, Lord, that you continue to let your hand of protection and safety be around your people. Continue to build them and strengthen them in every place, Lord God, that they will continue to walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. We love you, Jesus, and there is none like you. And we thank you for this glorious day in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You are dismissed in the name of the Lord.